Welcome into another episode of Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses. I'm Danny Jones. And I am Samantha Jones. And this is episode 155. 155. What is the topic today, madam? This is opening your third eye. Mm. I'm very excited. Yeah. I love to talk about this. Yes. I love to talk about a lot of things. I like to hear you talk about this because it's <laughs> intriguing. Very good. Cool. Before we do, anything you want to talk about from last week? Yes, last week we did learning to communicate with animals. And I wanted to read this from Crystal because she gave it a try. And she said, Today I really focused and instead of trying to telepathically bark commands at my babies in English, I visualized commands and wanted behaviors. The first visualization was I wanted my cat to leave my straw alone and my smoothie because he's a straw thief. Mm-hmm. So I pictured him backing up and sitting down a few feet away from me, and he did just that. I thought it was a total fluke and not going to be that easy. The second incident blew my mind because he was across the room ignoring me as I was calling him. He was making eye contact, but not coming to me, just being a cat. So while we were still making eye contact, I stopped calling him out loud I stopped calling his name out loud and let some time pass, then pictured him in my mind walking over to me on the couch so I could pet him. He walked he walked his butt over to me just as pictured in my mind. Hmm. At this point, I'm shocked. The third one was another total success. My dog got my dog to lay down instead of searching the kitchen for food after he had already gotten a treat. He followed my mental command. The fourth, a different cat. I pictured him laying down while I was grooming his furry butt and him not trying to scratch me. And he really just laid the heck down and started purring and let me groom him. Thank you so much for the breakthrough. I can't even begin to tell you what a simple change this is and what a difference it makes. I've just been trying to speak to them in English telepathically and was getting absolutely no place. This is insanity. I really think if I practice, this is going to be so much easier and become second nature. That's cool. And that's Very exactly cool. what we're talking congratulations. about. Yes, that's congratulations. Nice. It's it's so awesome. People don't even realize it really is that easy. Mm-hmm. You know, today but uh, we our dogs they all had bones and Betty she likes to swallow the entire bone and she was in the process of doing it <laughs> and I was talking to her in English because that's my first reaction and I was like nope and you said it right at the same time too nope take it a different way so I sat down on the floor with her and I visualized what would happen to her what could possibly happen to her if she swallowed that bone and then I visualized the behavior that I wanted her to do and she ate the rest of that bone the way I wanted her to so it's really is that easy it's just about using your mind instead of your mouth true true so thank you for that crystal crystal that was cool yeah I'd love to hear stuff like that Okay, and then our questions. So this week we're going to answer two questions from Jennifer. The first one says, I am hurting from finding out information that happened 10 years ago, but that I didn't know until recently. How do I heal my heart, mind, and emotions? It's a good question. Yeah. I think one of the things that's really helped me to 
learned to forgive people through the spiritual awakening process is that we're all learning. We're all, we have these contracts with each other. We have things we're supposed to learn from each other, but we're all human and we're all learning and we all make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we will, we will all make them. And, and so we have to kind of find a way to be easy on each other. So I'm not exactly sure what, what happened here, you know, um, but as a way to heal your, your heart and mind, I think you need to, you know, whatever the situation is, the other person try and look at things too, from their perspective of, you know, yes, they did these things wrong, but Mm -hmm. you know, maybe there's a reason. What's the reason where, where's their soul lesson in this? Have they learned their lesson in this, whatever it may be? Because I think when we forget that people do learn lessons and they do change. And so we kind of, you know, hang on to things from the past, but if people are changing, you know, we have to allow that we have to allow the healing and allow our hearts to heal. And the first thing that I heard when you read that was basically <clears throat> treating others how we would want to be treated. So in the vein of forgiveness and those types of areas, when it when it comes to something painful like that, you have to consider how you would want someone to receive you know, and I'm maybe you didn't even receive an apology. Maybe, right. Maybe that's part of it, yeah. too. But if you did, how do you accept that and move on? Right. <clears throat> and the the best way that it was f- able for me to digest it was to kind of, like you said, put myself in that person's shoes for a moment. Yeah. And think about what would that be like? Right. You know? Yeah. And, and people make bad mistakes. They do. Yeah. But... Um, forgiveness. Yeah. Forgiveness is the key. Absolutely. And yeah. I like to say forgive and accept, not forgive and forget because we can't forget yeah. and we don't want to forget because th- we grow from these things. And that's another thing to look at whatever the situation is, Jennifer, that it's all growth. It's all, you know, what you do with it, how you look at it, how it affects you. Is it going to, you know, change who you are or cause some kind of trauma to you? You have to look at all of those different things and figure out how you want to feel because you don't like things like that. They don't have to make you feel a certain way. Nothing can make us feel a way that we don't want it to. So Mm, true. I hope that that's some good advice. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then her second question is, um, she says, why do most people want a reading and does a reading involve communicating with spirit guides or is it just you reading the person? I don't know much about how it works. So I thought this was a good, yeah. That's a great question. For, yeah, for me to explain a little bit. So people come to me for a multitude of reasons. Uh, some people have animals that have behavioral issues, health issues, you know, living animals. Some people have animals that have passed away and they need to connect with them to have closure. Some people come to me because they have a loved one or a friend that they've lost and they need some kind of closure or they need messages or they want to say things. Uh, Some people come to me because they need guidance in their life. They don't know which way to go on their path. They want, I don't really do like the type of 
um, readings where I tell you exactly what's going to happen in your life down the road. I try and guide you on the right path. You know, I'll give you things like um, yesterday I did a reading and I felt the woman, you know, she's going to have a good marriage, but she's holding on to things from her past marriage because um, she's she was engaged and getting married. But she's kind of going to hurt her new marriage if she doesn't let go of the things from the previous marriage. So in an instance where I feel this, I can help the person to understand this and to not make those kinds of mistakes and to help to guide them a little bit. Mm-hmm. So there are so many reasons why people come to me for Career, readings. Career, love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Finance. Um, so many reasons. Mm-hmm. Even understanding their loved ones. You know, they're still alive. I mm-hmm. have people that have kids that they don't get along with and they're trying to figure out how to reconcile the situations. Um, there's so many things that the psychic can help with that people don't realize because they're stuck on like the whole tarot cards and predicting the future and things. But one of the things that I love to do is to show people a different perspective on things, show them how, okay, so maybe, you know, one of your kids you don't get along with or whatever, and you're looking at it from your eyes, but let's take a look at it through theirs. Let's see why they're acting the way that they are and how you can change what you're doing or how you can talk to them to make the situation better. And so those, there's so many different ways that I can help people. I don't want to just tell people their future, which I will do, but I want to help them to create that future because we all have like two paths, you know, sometimes even more. And I like to help people to get on the right path. Yeah. So that's um, definitely a, a big reason why people come to me. Oh, and also lost animals, um, people that have missing pets, yeah. um, sometimes even people that have missing persons. They mm-hmm. will come to me for those as well. So, so that's just um, you know a variety of reasons. Yeah. So yeah, plenty of them. Yeah, lots and lots of them. So I hope that we answered your questions, Jennifer. <laughs> Thanks, Jennifer. And thank you for those so much. I've known Jennifer. Pretty much my my whole life since preschool. Wow. Yeah, we went to Pinecrest Elementary School together, and then up and yeah, wow, we have a Pine long Pinecrest alumni. Yeah, yeah, Pinecrest alumni. One of I only one did of those. summer camp. We couldn't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did do summer school and summer camp there. But. Yeah, I went to a very like small private school, yeah. and so there's not a, a lot of Pinecrest originals. So he knows <laughs> when I say that that you know it's it's one of the few. So yeah, yeah. I know Sandoval's one. <laughs> yeah, he's probably listening to. <laughs> Okay, so anyways, thank you, Jennifer, so much for that. Thank you. Yep. And then let's do a reading before we get into the episode. Okay, so this is for Laura. And she says, this is Antonio. Is he proud of me and does he give me signs that he's around? And this is Antonio. Antonio. I don't know. The first thing I heard was funny. Funny. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I can get that from him for sure. Okay, give me one second to connect to him. So a lot of times what I see when people give me pictures like this is I see the picture playing out what's going on in it. Hmm. So like I see him and he's having a good time in this situation. He's like um, he's having a little drink and dinner and he's very happy and Hmm. he's... um, 
that's generally the way that I feel he was. He was a happy man. He took life kind of seriously sometimes, but he really wanted to like make something of himself. Like he wanted to leave, I, and I don't want to say a legacy, but he wanted to be able to leave his family with something when he passed. He didn't want them to have to ever struggle or worry about anything. Um, and he says, I hope that I was able to do you know, my best for you in that situation, in all situations. And so he's telling me that um, one of the things that he would like you to know is that he had a hard time associating with girls. And so he may not have been in certain areas, the father that you needed, um, not in all areas, you know, and there were some that he was very good at, but in some areas he is saying that he was not the best father because he didn't understand girls very well. And he's sorry for that. And he wants you to know that that these things that maybe you hold on to there, they weren't your fault. It was just his relation. He just, he wasn't taught how to really treat a woman the right way. Mm. He was taught because of, um, you know, family history and, and uh, tradition and those types of things, what a woman's role was. And so he didn't know how to associate to women on really a different level. And so he's apologizing for that. Mm. Um, and to your mother as well, he apologizes to that for that because um, he wishes that he could have been more... Uh, uh, I think sympathetic, empathetic as well, but m more, you know, um, nurturing. There's a good word for you, nurturing. He wasn't the biggest nurturer. Mm. So. But he was funny. I definitely can pick yeah, that up I from something him. Mm -hmm. Got that. Yep, exactly. So let's see. You said, is he proud of me and does he give me signs that he's around? Yes, he's very proud of you. And he is proud. I don't know if you even realize this, but he does help you a lot. It's not just the signs that he's around, but he really gives you a good idea of different ways to go in your life. And so he is proud of you, not only for the things that you've done, but also for recognizing that the directions that you're supposed to go are the correct way. That even though you may not realize that he's the one that is feeding you this information and the one that's helping you, you're still going in the direction that he wants you to go. Mm. So next time nice. that you face like a big obstacle or something and you're asking yourself what's the right way to go, you're connecting to him. He's the mm. one that's telling you the correct way to go. So I always go with that. We'll talk about that in the episode to today how that yeah, works kind right. of um but he he's very proud of you from a multitude multitude <clears throat> of reasons it's pretty honorable you know antonio that you would want to live your life trying to set your family up for when you go yeah um <clears throat> you know part of that is like it's almost creepy when you think about it but then it's it's admirable at the same time and I so understand that as a parent, that once you have a child, everything does change. Your kind of reason for even existing at that point is no longer yeah. self-centered. Right. Um, it becomes much broader. Yeah. And that idea of, because that's kind of where I come from, is that I want to leave something um, behind, right? That for for our child that says who I was and right. what I was about and what I tried to accomplish, right? Exactly in life, yeah. You know, he wants her, Laura to be just as proud of him as he is of her. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. 
So I hope that you like that, Laura, and let us know what you think. Thanks, Laura. Yeah, and Antonio. You. Yes, and Antonio. Thank you so much for coming through. Very good. Yay. All right. So then. that's it. Here we go. Very good. Episode 155, Opening Your Third Eye. Your Third Eye. So let's first say, what is the third eye? This comes from Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. The third eye, also called the mind's eye or inner eye, is a mystical and eso what's this word? Esoteric. Thank you. Esoteric concept of a speculative, invisible eye, usually depicted as located on the forehead, which provides perspection perception beyond ordinary sight. In Indian spiritual traditions, the third eye refers to the, I think this is Ajna or brow chakra. It's your, it's right in between your eyebrows is where this chakra is. Mm -hmm. The third eye refers to the gate that leads to the inner realm and spaces of higher consciousness. In spirituality, the third eye often symbolizes a state of enlightenment. The third eye is often associated with religious visions, clairvoyance, and the ability to observe chakras and auras, precognition, and out-of-body experiences. People who are said to have the capacity to utilize their third eyes are sometimes known as seers. So when, what we're talking about today is opening this third eye, opening up your psychic abilities and figuring out how to use them. And it is a long road. Mm -hmm. It is. But it is very rewarding. And we will talk about it all today. So first, I asked our listeners, are you currently working on opening your third eye or psychic abilities? And 60% said no, because they don't know how. So we're going to do our best to help you with that today. Cool. Yes. And 35% said that they are. Um, the third eye is connected, we believe, to the pineal gland. And we did an episode on the pineal gland. It is episode 124. We also did an episode um, on, what was it? Oh, developing your psychic abilities, mm -hmm. which is episode 31. 31. Okay. So there are, I'm going to give you quite a few episodes, um, the episode numbers through this. So you might want to jot them down. Because these will also help to go back if you have more questions about this. So first, let's talk reasons to open your third eye. Why would you want to do such a thing, especially if you don't want to do this kind of work? Like a lot of people, when I talk to them about this, they go, but I don't want to be a psychic. I don't want to do this for work. Even yeah. Marina said that. Yeah, right. it, it's not about that. It, it's not about having to do it for work. Right. There are so many reasons why opening your third eye will help you in your personal life. Your own journey, your own journey, your path. Yes, absolutely. It it really, one of the things that it really has done for me is it's aligned me with my life purpose. It, it has made me see what I'm here for. Mm -hmm. I didn't see it before. Yeah. When you start to open your third eye, you get a different view of the way that things are. You get so much information from the universe, so many things, like so much stuff that I've gone, how did I not know that? How did I not think about that. Mm -hmm. But because your third eye isn't open, you're not available to this information or this information isn't available to you. Right. You have to open your eye to be your third eye to really be able to see mm -hmm. the truth about the universe, religion, aliens, mm -hmm. life as a simulation, simultaneous time. Right. It all requires your third eye being open for you to really grasp these right. concepts. And sometimes, I don't know, maybe um, this might be, a, this kind of popped in my head is, 
is that a possibility that like epiphanies are there for that reason to jar you a little bit like and then you sort of you should delve deeper when you mm-hmm. kind of have that feeling yes you know of whoa that's whoa okay yes you know seek a little more at that point and because through this of trying to do this and open up not only is it helping the journey and your path so you kind of know which direction you should and shouldn't go right um so you avoid those like cliffhanger things as much as possible for sure but also it's gotten me closer to the source than i've ever felt yes to god and i've always been seeking that connection and have felt it and had it in times but um no now it's like whoa okay yes i agree and those epiphanies i've had those way more since i opened my third eye Mm -hmm. way more and i don't know that i rec i I wouldn't call them epiphanies anymore i'd call them messages yeah it's they are they're messages from whoever's feeding them to your higher conscious could be um i usually just give my mother the credit for it you know and because a lot of times i'm like well duh Mm -hmm. why didn't i think of that earlier because you didn't have your third eye open, you weren't listening. Yeah. I'm using <laughs> vocabulary that we would maybe understand, but it's uh, not the correct translation. It's because you're right; it's more of a message, but it's still there, sort of like tapping on you. Yes. It, and so, it, like, hello. And how many times have I said to you, though, I had an epiphany earlier? Because that is what it feels like. And then yeah. you're like, oh, wait a minute. That was somebody smarter than me telling me what to do. Yeah. You know? Uh, a couple of other reasons to open your third eye. It really does lower your stress, anxiety, and worry level. Because once you connect and once you see that everything happens the way it's supposed to and for a reason and that life really you have a lot more control over life than you realize Mm -hmm. all of these things start to lessen your stress now i'm not going to say i'm worry or anxiety free but i listened back to episode 31 earlier today to see what we talked about in that one so we didn't like do the same thing Mm -hmm. and i could hear my anxiety level in there that i don't have anymore i talked about an anxiety level that i don't have anymore (laughs) and that has been because of opening my third eye and and letting the universe give me these epiphanies so to speak Mm -hmm. you know um better decision making I really feel like since I've opened my third eye, I make decisions based on what is correct, not what I'm, you know, like, ah, I got to do this at the moment. I really think about it. I really see the big picture of everything, you know. And I tend to always go, what's the better decision? Yes, exactly. You know, like not necessarily for me. What's what's the most loving, understanding, compassionate decision? As yeah. much as I, I want to fight with that, yeah, on a personal, individual level with my own ego, yeah, I think a lot more now about that. Yes, I, <clears throat> I absolutely do too. Yep. So let's talk. How do you open your third eye? Where does one begin? Mm-hmm. I think at the very beginning. 
I wish that I had somebody that I could have talked to that could have helped me through this, that could have said, you know, these these are the things to expect Mm -hmm. and not to worry about. So that's kind of what I wanted to tell you guys a little bit about today so that maybe you can have those things that I had to learn the hard way. But one of them is that you need to realize that you're not going to know everything. No matter how open your third eye is, you're still human. You're not like some psychics might be on all the time. They might get things all the time. But I think for most of us, we're able to shut it off and it's not a constant thing. Right. And that is it's it's important, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but you, so like if somebody were to just walk up to me on the street and ask me a question and I respond like that. I may not be right because I'm not connected to my psychic abilities. Right. I'm just <clears throat> being human at that point. Connecting to these abilities, it it requires you to relax, to be in a zone, to get connected to the other side. It's not always sitting right there. Same with the animals. If you're not in the zone, they're not going to hear what you're having to say. Right. So don't expect to know everything. Don't expect that, that like, let's say something bad's going to happen, like, Unfortunately, one of our cats was hit by a car. And I, one of the things that I was like, well, how come I didn't know? How come I didn't know ahead of time? They're not always going to tell you things. Right. You're not going to know sometimes when something bad's <clears throat> going to happen because what would be the point of them telling you that ahead of time so that you stress about it, so that you try and change it? If right. it's not changeable, then why would they tell you ahead of time? Right. So, if, and this helps too in the way that if you think that you're hearing things or seeing things, remember that. They're most likely not going to, you know, tell you something that you can't fix, really. Or more than you could handle. More than you can handle. That's a good thing. Now, you know, I I mean, I can't say that that's always the case because let me tell you about one of the first visions that I remember having. And that was a fire that uh, I was in high school. And I just remember this vision of walking outside my sliding glass door and there was smoke coming like completely over my house and it was just big things to smoke and and it happened and I remember walking outside and looking up and going oh my god I saw this like not even for a minute not even recognizing that I gotta get out of the house because the, the hills are on fire behind my house but I saw it happening so that is a bad thing that was told to me ahead of time why it was told to me ahead of time the only thing that I can really think of is First of all, there was nothing that I could really do, but nothing happened to me. It it was a, an experience that was hard for me, but it wasn't something that was life altering in the way that if I got in the way of something that I was going to change the course of things. Right. We're not supposed to change the course. And a fire is a bad example in that case, but still, we're not supposed to change the course of things. So right. they won't tell us things if we're supposed if things are supposed to go that way. Right. That makes sense. And it- could simply just be to see are you paying attention to the fact that you'd seen it before yes absolutely did you recognize this so right. it because they can't write it out in the clouds of like look you have psychic ability that we that totally. all humans have and therefore if you remember these things then you're in tune with you know yada yada right it's a lot to explain so right. they're leaving it up to our minds to try to figure this out 
a lot of people don't even realize that what they're seeing and what they're feeling are psychic visions mm-hmm. or thoughts. Right. Um, one of my first ones, I think I've said this about my mom having a miscarriage. I knew she was going to, that she was having a miscarriage and I didn't even know what that was. I was eight years old. I had no clue what that was, but I just knew all of a sudden I just knew that this was happening. Uh, it's those things that they're showing us. You have these abilities, you have them when we know somebody's going to call before they do, when you think of somebody and then all of a sudden there they are, the, that is somehow related to your psychic ability. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think we think it's us bringing the person in, which it might be like you, the other day you were thinking, I got to call my dad. I got to call my dad. Yeah, yeah. I got to call my dad. And all of a sudden what happened? Your dad called you. Yeah. So you, he, he may have been picking up on the fact that you were going to call him. And so he called you instead, you know, or you were feeling that he was going to call you. It could be either way. We don't really know. I don't know. So, but there's always... Happened with uh, Tim, too. Yeah. A couple weeks ago or something. And I think, like, if you ask most people, they've had an experience like that. They just don't realize it wasn't a coincidence. These, This is your your third eye. And if you have started opening your third eye at all, I'll tell you that... Sometimes you can feel when that thing is clogged. At least I can. I can feel it. I like feel tension in the third eye area and then I meditate and it relaxes. Yeah. So you can tell that it really does if you're if it's not open, you're not going to receive the amount of information or the right. type of information that you should be. Right. So um something else uh is patience and realistic goals. Uh, I wanted to know everything. I wanted to be able to do it all right from the get go. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you brought up a great point today. We were talking and you're like, it must be really frustrating for spirits. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, because like, you know, oh, here comes Johnny now. He's we're going to show him. We're going <laughs> to teach him the lesson. Here he comes. Here, here. There he goes. He walked right by right it. Right by yeah. and didn't see the sign. Mm-hmm. Didn't even acknowledge or catch one bit of it Mm -hmm. and then i all of a sudden heard that's why patience is so important in this life because when you have to go to eternity yeah (laughs) patience you're gonna have patience there yeah or and if you don't learn it in this life you're gonna come back right that i think is something that we all share there's not a lot of people that i know that aren't like in a rush for their life to progress mm-hmm. or they're not, you know, impatient about something. Oh yeah. But uh I wish that somebody would have told me that at the beginning. Relax. It's going to take time. The yeah. very first night that my abilities opened, that my third eye really opened, mm-hmm. was one of the most wild nights because I could hear everything. It has not been that clear since that night. And I kind of look at it as like maybe that's where they're guiding me to, that maybe that's what it's going to be like when my abilities are 100% built up, if that ever is. I don't know. Right. But like I, there's things that I'm not good at, like getting names. Right. I'm not good at getting names. Some psychics are really, really good at that. Maybe that's a block I've put on myself. Right. I'm trying, you know. I've heard others just get like the first letter yeah. of a name, too. I don't know why that is, you know, but but we learn and we it takes time and yeah. you can't beat yourself up about, you know, if you don't get something right. That's a whole other thing, too, is that um, you're going to make mistakes. This You're never going to be perfect. But the only way to learn how to do this 
is to take the risk of making a mistake. And that's why a lot of people don't even get started because they're afraid like, okay, if I tell somebody, you know, something about themselves and I'm wrong, then I look stupid. But yes and no, you don't look stupid. You're you're learning. You know, you're you're working on things. Now, if you go up to somebody and you're like, for twenty dollars, I'll tell you the name of the spirit that's coming through, and then you don't give it to them. Well, that's one thing, you know. <laughs> but if you're learning and you tell people, I'm I'm practicing. I'm right. trying to figure this out. You know, <clears throat> give me constructive criticism. Tell me what was I right about? What was I wrong about? And take it. You know, it it really is helpful. Mm-hmm. I got to a point now where I don't doubt myself. And do you remember how much I doubted myself at the beginning? Yeah. How, oh my yeah. gosh, I don't doubt myself. I know that if I have a vision or something comes through, there's a reason. I may not completely understand the reason right away, but I can, it can develop into something. Yeah. Um, and there is always a reason. So I, once I figured that out, once I realized that, I am connected. I know that I'm connected. So anything that I feel or hear has some relation. I I just started going with it. And when somebody would come back to me and say, no, that doesn't resonate with me, or they would say something, I would tell them, let's think about this a little deeper, you know, and then it usually would come together. Mm -hmm. It usually does that. So, and you have to have a lot of faith with this as well. I I had a flashback of, I don't, it was maybe the second circle like in-person medium circle you did the one at the library yeah Yeah. um and you're telling this woman (laughs) that something about the person that's coming through i believe it was their husband or something and did he work was he from italy or was it their relation to italy something something? about italy and the lady was just so adamant that there was (laughs) no connection no connection whatsoever (laughs) and Maybe your verbiage wasn't exactly correct about the reason for being in Italy, but it was very clear it was Italy. Italy, yeah. And then all of a sudden she says, well, no, he worked there or he was working there. Oh, my God, I'm moving on now. Thank you very much. Yeah, that was one of those moments where I was like, are you kidding me right now? But I could see you sort of like, holy shit, I'm doubting myself, I'm doubting myself, I'm doubting myself. (laughs) And then she said that, and it kind of just washed clean. Yeah, it did. You know? Yeah. And it's funny, because even still, like, <laughs> I in the morning, I, like, warm up. You know? Like, I'll do a warm-up reading. Like, make sure my abilities are turned on. Yeah. When I listened back to episode 31, one of the things that I said in there was that I, I was worried at first <clears throat> that my abilities were just going to go away. That I was going to wake up one day, and they would, wouldn't be there anymore. Yeah. And that has not happened. Yeah. They are there, but you have to work on them. Yeah. You can't just expect that, you know, they're going to just come out of nowhere. You yeah. have to work on them. I kind of like to associate it with, like, working out and building muscles mm-hmm. because the brain is a muscle. You have to work at it. And you, I, I'm sure you can regress. I'm sure there's a lot of people that, you know, they stop doing it, and so right. then they regress and have to start over. Um, but it's always there. Yeah. It never completely goes away. Um, so one of the things about opening your third eye, like I was kind of just saying, is making it a habit. Um, they say that it takes 21 days to create a new habit, right? Mm-hmm. Or break one. That is one thing that I found to be very important was I had to force myself to do this every single day. And I wasn't like working up until like recently, like the last year, I wasn't working like 
almost every day. I was going like sometimes weeks without having a paid reading. Yeah. And so it would take everything that I had to go and do free readings in my group because I was like, I don't want to be wrong or I don't want to do this or I'm just not in the mood or whatever. You have to make it a habit. You have to stop telling yourself, I'm going to do it tomorrow because you'll never get there. So every day say, Mm -hmm. I'm going to work on this, even if it's just a little bit. And I'm going to give some tips later on ways to do this where you don't have to do anything special, but just go about your life. Right. So um, also your energy needs to change. If you have, if you're high strung, Mm -hmm. if you are um, a negative person, your third eye isn't going to be open the way that it should. Because your vibration is not going to be high enough to receive the information that you need to receive it. So you have to work on your own energy and become, you know, for me, it was become a different person, you know, completely change my energy, learn to calm down, learn to, you know, trust. That's a big part of it. It really is. Calm down and trust. And and that even comes to like, say you're working on this daily and going, okay, you visualize like whatever you close your eyes and you visualize maybe your face and then this third eye that you have actually being there and opening up and and asking for something to be shown to you. Yeah. Don't dump yourself like full of things. Just maybe one thing in your life, like start it out with show me something in this area. Right. And then <clears throat> part of that is you creating maybe a communication level with this connection. So like, oh, I want to do, show me a butterfly. Mm-hmm. If it's something that pertains to this issue that you have on your mind. Um, and then when you see the butterfly, don't doubt it. Yes, exactly. Right, Because you've been given that. Yes. Um, this is a great example for me uh, last or this week. I got a message from the last show we did from the promoter of the show saying, you guys want to play and it was a mistake or whatever. And he said, Oh, I meant to message this other Dan, but I just, I want to have you guys on another show. And I'm like, Oh, that's, that's strange. Yeah. Just for it to be an accident. It's yeah. It's not. And you're like, I don't think it's an accident. Yeah. She's like, well, so Samantha says, well, why don't you set a sign? I'm like, that's a great idea. So I said, okay, orange squares. And you kind of looked at me and you're like, I'm not going to say it <laughs> like I did before. That yeah. You might be picking a hard one, but okay. Yeah. Okay. So we had to leave that day to go to the printer to pick up my latest piece that I had photographed and scanned or whatever, digitized, so I could put on my website. And we were driving and I'd seen a couple things that were starting to really resemble orange squares yeah uh like uh the cab or a diesel truck uh, like a 16 wheeler coming towards us like on the opposite side of the freeway but from a distance it looked kind of like an orange square yeah so but i wasn't saying anything to you until the exit we got off of <laughs> for where the printer is yeah and i saw a construction zone sign Oh, there were a ton of them. And, but this is before we saw, before we came to the red light. Yeah. We're getting the off, going on the off ramp, and I saw the first one. Yeah. And that's when I said, oh, I'm seeing the orange squares. And yeah. you're like, oh, you are? Really? I said, yeah, but I didn't want to say anything until I was, like, for sure. Yeah. And so we got to the end of the off ramp at the red light, 
and there's literally four <laughs> it was. squares yeah. on every corner. Yeah. And I said, there they are. Yeah. It's the exit that we had to get off at. It was the exit we had to yep. get off at. So it's, there was no way I was going to miss yeah. four orange squares. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. it was like, boom. And you got to trust that. Right. You have to trust. I can't go like looking because I, I even during that drive, which was maybe like a half an hour drive. Yeah. I caught myself thinking about it like too much and yeah. told myself, right, you got to calm down. Right. Don't try to look for it. Right. We're going to show you. You're not going to miss it. Don't right. worry. I was like hearing this stuff. Right. Like, you're not going to miss it. Don't worry. You'll see it. Don't like enjoy the ride. Talk, do whatever you would normally do. Right. And you'll see it. Yeah. And so all of a sudden it was boom, right there. Somebody asked me the other day how to know if they're looking for a sign or not. Like if they're searching too too deep for it. And this is what I told them. Like let's say that you asked for, you know, a number or something like that. And then you are looking all over. You're like, let's see, can I find that number on this sign, on the license plate, on this? Is that number anywhere? Right. That's when you're looking. But if all of a sudden, out of the corner of your eye, you just glance over and your number is right there on the side of a truck, a license plate, Mm -hmm. wherever, that is the sign. That is not a coincidence. It's when you're like actively looking for it. If you were actively like, like you said, orange signs, where are they? Where are they? Nope. You got to let it go. You got to let them show you. You have to set it and let it go. Mm -hmm. And often you might have to catch yourself like snap yourself out of a fog. Some, like yeah. a good example with the license plates is you might do that and then you're looking and you're looking, and you're looking, you don't see it. And, but all of a sudden now you've, some time has gone past and you're not thinking about it and you're thinking something in your mind and you yes. come to a red light and you're just staring at the back of the car. Yeah. Totally in your own thought. Totally. Maybe oblivious to the fact that the number's sitting there staring you right in the face. Yep. yep. So you do have to snap yourself out of things sometimes to be aware. Yep. But don't search too hard because th- that becomes frustrating. Yeah. It's so much more gratifying when you can do that and let it go. Oh, yeah. And it's almost the sooner you do that, the sooner the sign comes. Exactly. Exactly. For sure. Uh, let's see. <laughs> One of the things that I know everybody gives me a big <clears throat> wah, wah, wah when I talk about is meditation. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I'm not a huge... Like commit committed to sitting like you know Indian style That's not on a it, mat, though. and it doesn't have to be like that. <laughs> it's not like that's that not at, all. at all. There's many many forms of it. Yeah, that's not it. Um, you know, okay. So I want everybody that's listening right now. I want you to do something. I want you to to focus on yourself. Where are your shoulders? Are they up at your ears? Are you te- are you tense? Are you stressed? Is everything? Are your face muscles contracted? Mm-hmm. Okay. Relax all of that. Take a deep breath and relax all of that. Now put your focus on the center of your forehead between your eyes and tell me, does, well, you're not going to tell me because you're listening, but <laughs> to yourself, is it, is it crunchy? Do you feel like you're, you have like, like it's congested, like your third eye there, right? Like you're like crunching it, right? Like mm. scrunching it. Rele- release all of that. Re- relax that area. Relax it. Just that alone will open up your third eye a little bit. Mm. Something else that you can do now while you're doing this is, and I, I do it. Trust me, 
visualize light coming in to that chakra. Okay, that is um, indigo, I believe, is the color that of the third eye chakra. So you can envision indigo light coming into your third eye or clear white light as as cleansing. So you can just picture that coming into your third eye and let it cleanse that third eye. Let it relax you. Don't think about anything else for just a few more seconds and then see how you feel. See how different. Do you feel different mm-hmm. that that quickly? Do you feel different? Once you just really start focusing on kind of like what you're saying, I felt immediately like with the shoulders. Mm-hmm. It's like I didn't have 10 shoulders, but I can just how much we take for granted, how much we really can feel each part of our body. Yes. Your jaw is But you have clenched. to stop and mm-hmm. slow and think for a second. Yes. And just doing that exercise of relaxing yourself in itself is the meditative. Yes. It's getting yourself in that state. Yep. And if that doesn't work for you, put some headphones in and listen to some, some music that you like mm-hmm. and just sit and relax. Do what I told you just with all of your muscles Take some deep breaths and just listen to the music. That's really all the meditation needs to be. They make it sound so complex. But if you're just relaxing yourself, getting out of your own head for a minute, letting something else take over you, it really does make a lot of difference. It's not a 30-minute activity. I can do it in two minutes. If you're really focused, it doesn't have to be some big drawn-out thing. And there's so many ways to do it. So meditating regularly is important. We did episode 24 and 101 about meditation. So I'm not going to go more there, but you can listen to those to get more tips. We even on 101 at the end, do a meditation. Yeah. Yeah. Danny plays guitar. So, okay. So a few ways that you can train your third eye to, to open it. Okay. First of all, train your, train yourself to be aware of everything around you. Okay. You go outside, feel the wind. Okay. Sense the changes. Like I never did this until just recently is I'll go outside and I'll be like, it's windy. I feel the wind. Now it's not. Just notice the difference. Notice the change. It gets warmer when the wind stops, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Those types of things. Um, changes in the sunlight, where the sunlight is at certain times of day, how it's moving around. Be aware of who walks into the room. Take mental notes of everything that you feel and how it feels at the moment with these things. These things will help you to understand in the future better how to read people, how to read a room when you start to connect more to nature and to other things around you. And the truth really is, is outside of the, uh, the five senses that we have, but we believe there's six. Yeah. We actually have 360. We have a lot. Yeah. So, we should be able to sense everything in front of us, below us, above us, behind us, right. externally, internally. But through evolution, we've kind of dumbed our sound, dumbed ourselves down a right. little bit. But yeah, that's I have always been an over, overly sensitive, hypersensitive to my surroundings. Oh yeah, you are. Yep. Mm-hmm. I see and hear things from far away. Yep. Yeah, yep. the corner of my eye, too, so it's weird. I tend to close it out because I don't want to pick up people's energy. But when you're learning to do this, it's kind of important to mm. pick up people's energy because you're learning what that is, mm. you know? I didn't know at the beginning that everybody's energy feels different. I do now. Yeah. You know, it, it took time. I, I also I play some games with myself because there's different ways of 
um, hearing things, seeing things. There's different um, forms of psychic abilities, okay? So we have to, like, practice those different ones to see what we're good at. So a couple of the things I do is, like, if I'm driving, I will say, what color is the light going to be, the next light, okay? When I get there, what color is it going to be? Simple, right? What will my total be at the grocery store? Um, you can tell the psychic abilities on this because if you get it wrong, you can start to see how that feels. Mm-hmm. When you get it right, you start to see how that feels. What does it feel like when that thought comes to you? Does it come to you as a picture? Do you hear it? Right. Do you just know it? How is it coming to you? One of the ones that I love to do the most, I was just telling you about this. This is actually remote viewing, but I like to picture the future. What, uh, like if we're out, what, the dogs are going to be doing when we come home. I also like to picture what they're doing right now. And and we have cameras around the house so I can be like, okay, I'm going to think, where are they right now? And then I will try and locate them. And then I'll look on the camera to see if I'm right. Same right. thing with coming home. Uh, like yesterday we came home and I was like, <clears throat> Zuma's going to be in his bed by the dining room and the other two are going to be waiting by the door. And that's exactly what happened. You're not going to get it right all the time, but that's how you learn. You're not going to learn if you don't get things wrong. Yeah. You're just not. So those are just a few little games that you can play with yourself to work on these abilities. I'm sure that, you know, you can come up with more after me throwing a few of those out yeah. there. But the remote viewing is absolutely blows my mind. I love that one. That part's incredible, especially when you you, we've watched a couple different things about how the military has used that and Mm -hmm. taught that. And they'll give you something that has no. As far as we could tell, any kind of connection to what it is they're viewing, they just give them like a number. Right. A series. Yes, that's cool. Yeah. And then they connect to that. It's Uh really incredible. Yeah. Shows you the ability of the mind. Yes. The the remote viewing is viewing usually what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. It can also be for past and, and future, but I really like to use it for right now. <clears throat> like sometimes, you know, if I'm out and like the gardener's supposed to be coming or something and I, I will envision, you know, see, is that gardener's truck in front of the and house? lost pet readings, you use it. Too. Yes. So. I use the remote viewing a lot for mm-hmm. lost pet readings. They show me, you know, things around them right now. Right. So that is a really cool ability. Um, so some of the other abilities, so we talk about this for a second. Um, also, episode 32 is about using your your Claire senses, okay? I'm sure most people have heard clairvoyance, but that that's clear seeing. That's being able to have visions. But that's not the only form of psychic ability. Just like how we have senses, like our vision, our hearing, we can touch things, we can smell things. All of these things are also in our psychic ability. Mm-hmm. So, for example, um, clear feeling, that's clairsentience. If you hear something, that's clairaudience. I've smelt things a lot of times. Yep, that's clairaliens. Um, knowing, just knowing that something's going to happen or knowing that something is currently happening, that's claircognizance. Um, you can taste things, too. Uh, being an empath is a whole other form of this. Yeah. So Those are all part of the 360 senses yes. that we don't take into consideration. Not everyone will develop them all. We do have them all. I use them all. Um, but not everyone will. A lot of people say, oh, I'm better at, at I get visions more. Oh, or I just feel things. I just don't know. They just come out of nowhere and I just, I know things. I feel things. Right. Um, the, everybody has their own 
their own abilities that they develop. But don't pigeonhole yourself. Like, don't say, oh, I'm only good, you know, I'm only a clairvoyant. I can only see things. Because if you develop the rest of these, you can have them all. There's no reason to pigeonhole yourself. I think the smell is... Excuse me, taste is the only one I haven't. I can't say I've had a had taste, I don't think. I thought you said popcorn one time. I smelt it, but oh, okay. I didn't taste it. Maybe yeah. I had a taste, but I don't remember. Yeah. But yeah, the smells I get, not very often. Um, you know what? I wanted to do a couple questions here real sure. quick. Let's see. Actually, my nieces have questions. Wow. So let's a- answer their questions. Okay. Okay. She says she okay. So her name's Adriana. She'd like to know how you knew that you had your gifts. For example, did you know for sure that you could communicate with spirits, and how did you know for sure that they were communicating back? Um, that again is all about trial and error. It's all about testing it on yourself. Um, actually, my sister is doing this right now. She's learning how to communicate with animals and mm-hmm. seeing that it's actually easier than she thought it would be. You know, yeah. um, it really, I didn't know until I tried just like anything else. And I was good at it, but I'm much better at it now. Right. So just like anything else, it takes practice. And you know what? I did not know that I could communicate with spirits until I was 40 years old. Yeah. Nobody's going to come along and tell you, you're doing it right. You no, got it. no. It's it's a process and you're learning it. And the more you believe that it's happening, the more confirmation you'll get that it is happening. Yeah. Yep. And then Lyra, my other niece, she says, um, so Lyra has visions. She doesn't see things, but she gets a feeling that something is going to happen. Usually bad things to people or animals that she knows or is close with. Her question is, how can she get the visions when she wants them? So far, they just come up here and there. They are surprisingly accurate. She would like to work on this gift with any advice that you can give. You know, we were kind of talking about this a little bit at the beginning. Uh, She's young. She's 11. Mm -hmm. And so I I think that they're trying to to show you, first of all, that you have these abilities. Mm -hmm. Why they show the negative things when you're that young, especially, I don't know. I really don't. I don't know why they do that. Um, maybe maybe it's, it's because you pay the most attention to them where like the things that are good, maybe you would just brush off, you know? Yeah. And maybe it's to show that's a very good point. Also, maybe to show you the level of what you can be shown. Right. Like you can see the good and you can see the bad. Right. I know that for for you, Samantha, when this first happened and it kind of the floodgates opened. Right. There was a lot that you were seeing, and there was a lot maybe you were scared to see oh, that yeah. you didn't want to see. Mm-hmm. So you set a boundary, which, yes. Lyra, you could do the same. Yes. You can say, look, if it doesn't pertain to me directly, mm-hmm. I'd rather not see the horrific bad things. Yeah. Um, maybe show me or tell me in a different way right. um, than that. And I think that you really can control that. They They will honor meaning the other side and the spirits will will honor that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm proof of that. And I think it's just to kind of show you the capability that it's sort of all up for grabs. It's just a matter of what it is you want to grab. Right, exactly. Um I had those types of visions uh my my whole life, you know, not regularly. I would say maybe once or twice a year, nothing super exciting. 
Um, it wasn't until I started developing my abilities that I could get those visions on command. And really what that takes is getting into that zone, is relaxing and focusing. When, when somebody asks me, like, for example, you know, if an animal passed, what was their favorite toy? I can't just click and there it is. Mm-hmm. I need to focus on them for a minute. Show me, bring me to it. So that's how you have those visions is by focusing in on it and asking for it. Show me this, you know, but when we're not doing that, they, I think they show us the, them, you know, what's going to happen and different things. Yeah. I, I get weird things all the time, different pieces of advice, put your shoes on, you know, don't forget a jacket, random things that I wouldn't even think about until later on. And I'm like, they were right. So those little things in your head a lot of times are are psychic, you know, things too. So kind of coming back to this a little bit, it does make me feel like maybe one of the reasons why they do use the negative things is because maybe we don't see the positive things so much. Like when, you know, you do hear that, bring a jacket, mm-hmm. don't forget your wallet, don't right. lock your keys in the house. We think that that's mm-hmm. our own self and so we don't pay much attention to it. So maybe when, you know, something bad happens like how I saw that fire and then it happened, that's undeniable yeah. that you just had a vision, yeah. you know? So, but I would say, Lyra, that as you get older, you can develop these, you know, work yeah. on them. Start now because it will be even more amazing to you as you get older. But yeah, um, yeah for sure. So let's see what else I have for you. A couple of other things that I wanted to talk about real quick before we, we finish up is one thing that they do like to use um, to help us to build our abilities and to understand more what they're showing us is things that we relate to and symbols. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if I'm doing a reading and somebody, I need to talk to them about something that happened, let's say, as far as an elementary school, okay, they're maybe, you know, the person I'm talking to, they know from elementary school. I will see my elementary school. Uh, They will relate a lot of things to my life because if I see something like, let's say, that I see this person's elementary school, Unless I see the sign that specifically says elementary school, I may not know what it is. Mm -hmm. So they use these different types of symbols to show you, you know, this is what we're talking about. Um, As far as like if somebody died of an overdose, I will see things like a pill bottle or a heroin injection. And it doesn't necessarily mean that that's how they died. They, they may have died, you know, from like a different form of drug, not a hero, not heroin, but I might still see the heroin. It's just telling me that they died mm. from a drug overdose. So you have to figure out these things yourself. It really is like a puzzle. Um, a lot of the things that they give us, the visions, the, the knowing, the hearing, they all kind of come together mm-hmm. and we have to put them together and make sense of them ourselves. It's, a, it's very more detailed than I think that people realize, yeah. but once you get the hang of it, it becomes easier and easier. Um, ear ringing is yeah. another way that they'll get your attention, mm-hmm. especially your left ear. That's usually them trying to get your attention somehow. So I always listen to that. What is it? I stop what I'm doing. You know, we all have some kind of ringing in our ear occasionally, but you'll know the difference. It's a yeah. very different ear ringing than the normal one. No, it reminds me when you used to get your hearing tests and they would do the high pitch tones. Yeah. In your ear. Exactly. That's what it feels like, but it's only happening in one ear. And if you don't pay attention to it, it can get louder and yeah, louder it will and get louder. louder. Yeah, yeah exactly. 
So, and something that I, I had actually pointed out to you earlier today, and it, it happened to me while we were just sitting there, and I didn't even have it in my notes, is sometimes I'll hear things as an echo. I was watching this video, mm-hmm. and this lady reminded me of my grandma. She was dancing, and she looked like same body style and the, the same haircut. And I heard my grandma say, I'm a better dancer than that. And then I heard her say it again. Mm-hmm. So I know when I hear it twice or three times or four times, like right after each other, like an echo like mm-hmm. that, that it's them. Yeah, it's like a, a it's like an epiphany in an audio sense. Again, I go back to that word because it's it's meant to jump out. Yeah. So and they want you to then inquire more. Right. About why? What 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 was that? Or pay attention to that yeah. because something is going to happen or come along. Right. And that will make sense why that jumped out at you. Yes. This could be a song you've heard a million times, you know it by heart. But for some reason, the last sentence in the third verse just (laughs) jumps out at you. And it sounds like somebody either turned the volume or put a little echo or reverb on it. Um, uh, This even happens in conversations that I've had with people that some poignant statement sounds like somebody turned the volume up. And the rest of it was just sort of like background mumble. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It it happens to me all the time. There was one day where my dad said to me that one thing he remembered about my mom, that she was a go-getter or something like that. Oh, no, it was everything she touched turned to gold. And then I was out, and there's this song I've never heard before, and the only line I heard was, everything I touch turns to gold. Right after he said that, that was the only line I heard in the song, and I was like, what song was that? And I went and I looked it up, and I was like, wow. There were so many other things in there I could have heard, but that was the only line that <laughs> yeah, stood out to cool. me. It, it, that's how they do things. They yeah. they show you that they're around by doing these things. A lot of people get worried when they um, have things like this that happen, that the spirits are trying to tell them something or warn them about something. But so much of the time, it's just them trying to teach you yeah. what exactly is going on here and how to use these abilities. Mm-hmm. They're not going to like sign you, like give you all kinds of signs to show you that something is wrong. If, if they're going to show you something's wrong, they're just going to show you, really. It's not going to... I mean, they will. They'll show you like, like you can set things. But for example, like if you're seeing numbers everywhere... That's good. Mm-hmm. So don't be scared about that. Yeah, it's like breadcrumbs along the exactly. path. Exactly. Try not. That was going to be one of my points. Don't be yeah. scared. No. Really, don't be scared. No. And don't get discouraged if it takes time or, you you know, you're not good at it right away or, you know, you somewhere along the line you don't do a good reading. Right. It, it's, it happens to all of us. It's how we learn. Mm-hmm. You're not going to learn without making mistakes. Nope. You know. So that's our time. That's Very all I got. Cool. I think I got through that was all good. of it. Yeah. Thank you. I hope that everybody learns some things and can take some of that and, you know, work on their abilities. Yeah. Uh, we all have them. They just need to be opened. I love the part about just sitting with yourself and relaxing your body first. It's important. Do it because it makes a lot of difference. Yep. It really does. Very important. So. Very nice. Yay. Well, before we say goodbye to everybody, would you like to share your page? Yes, you can find me at samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. You can schedule an appointment on my website, make a payment right there, too, for your reading. Um, if you would like to reach us at the show, we are spiritualjoneses at gmail.com, and you can find us on social media at spiritualjoneses. We also have a discussion group on Facebook, and when we talk about our listeners and their questions, that's where we get their questions from, is from our 
discussion group. Yes, thanks so, everybody for your participation. Oh, we love our group. Yeah, so if you're not awesome. in there yet, uh, find us on Facebook uh, at Spiritual Joneses, and our Facebook page has the link to it there. Mm-hmm. Or you can just search for it. Yay. And then you could search. Yes. Before I do share my page, though, I would like to one make one quick announcement that next week is our three-year anniversary. Yes, it is. Yes, we it is. We have been doing it for three years. Yes, and we have. I try to picture when we connected with your mom and she said, you guys should think about doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah. And she kept pushing this and pushing this. <laughs> yeah. And thinking, what? Uh, you know, and think about the first four episodes. And, yeah. And like how awkward everything was. So and, weird, yeah. And you go, whoa, like time yeah. has just gone by. It has. Like this is a normal part of our life it is it's a part of our routine it's just totally incredible yeah so anyways just want to throw that out there. yeah next week we'll be celebrating yeah yep. but for my art anyways uh you can find me on the web at djonesartcollection.com at djonesartcollection for instagram facebook and now tiktok yay so just roll on over to tiktok check it out i just put up a video it's like a stop motion movie of the jerry garcia painting that i did and you can kind that's of see cool. it happen in its process. Very so, cool, yeah. yeah. Yep. And that's all I got. Great. Well, we hope everybody got something out of this this week. That we do. And we hope that uh, you guys go out there and try to open those third eyes. Do it. And help yourself out. Yep. And have a great week. Until next week. Peace and love. love.